0: Time now for our ongoing series on New Zealand sporting history and great moments in New Zealand sport. Today, Erin Routliffe, who in 2017 switched her allegiance to New Zealand's and this year made tennis history with her first doubles Grand Slam victory. In fact, she was the first New Zealander to win a women's Grand Slam title in 44 years. Erin currently holds a doubles ranking of 11. Um, making a pretty impressive climb from ranking in the hundreds just three years ago. and Erin Routliff joins me now. Hi. Hi,
1: thanks so much for having me.
0: Nice to talk to you and people will automatically hear that North American accent. So we better take you right back to the start of your life and tell me about your early years in New Zealand from, from what you remember, what you know about those years.
1: Yeah, so I was born. Um, this is a this is a good test for me because I feel like <laughs> my parents always tell me that I have it all wrong. <laughs> but um, I was born in Auckland. My parents were um, they were sailing around the world, so they left from I'm not sure where they left from exactly, but they're both Canadian, and so they were sailing around the world, and on their journey. Um, my mom got pregnant with me and they met, um, some Kiwis. I'm not sure where, I'm not even going to try and guess where, but they were like, oh, these people are really nice. And they were like, oh, you should, you know, you should visit New Zealand on your trip. And so they were like, okay, like, well, we're going to go there and we're going to, um, have our baby there. So <laughs> that's why I was born in New Zealand Gosh. And then they loved so much. Um, you know, they did all this stuff. They got a, they bought a house. Um, got jobs, had me and my two younger sisters. And we lived there um, until I was almost five. And then um, they wanted to stay there forever. But um, they, my grandparents got sick. So they had to come back to Canada to, um, you know, spend a couple years with them at the end. And then they had a house there until I was about 12. But and then they went to sell it when I was 12. And I wanted to go back with them so badly, because I was like, Oh, my gosh, I want to know like where I came from. Mm. Um, but, um, they sold it. And then, yeah, so, you know, I grew up in New Zealand and Canada. And then when I graduated university, um, I went to the University of Alabama when I graduated in 2017. Um, it was during my senior year that I, you know, reached out to the Tennis New Zealand Federation and I knew that I always had, you know, two passports and um, yeah, it was a really, it was a really easy decision for me. I, you know, I aligned well, I really think I aligned well with like the Kiwi values and you know, I went to visit and I played in the ASB and I met everyone there and, you know, I met my, one of my coaches now that I still am working with and yeah, so then I started competing for New Zealand and I guess the rest is kind of history. Yeah, and can
0: I say on behalf of New Zealand, and I'm qualified to do this because I'm the national broadcaster, we are very happy to have you.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Do you remember picking up a tennis racket for the first time?
1: Um, you know what? No, not really. I think um, my parents with three kids, they were really busy and it was like something to just kind of give them a little bit of a break. They put me and my two sisters in it and they, my two sisters absolutely hated it. And I guess (laughs) I loved it. So (laughs) but I don't really remember like exactly picking it up, but yeah, that's funny.
0: Okay. Actually you you and your sisters are all pretty athletic. Um, they did other things. Mm -hmm. Tell me about Tess.
1: Yeah. So my, my little sister is a Paralympic swimmer. She, um, won a medal in Rio, uh, She won a oh my gosh yeah silver medal in the two hundred IM in Rio. Um, she was meant to compete in Tokyo, but she had an injury, so she had to miss that. Um, and then my middle sister also, she always jokes about like she's like the least (laughs) athletic, but she did get a you know a scholarship in the U.S. to play volleyball. So definitely sports is like ingrained in us for sure.
0: Yeah, that's great. Okay, so you enjoy tennis, and, and presumably you keep playing and keep taking lessons, and then at some point you must realize or someone must say to you, Hey, you're really good at this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think I was about 10 or 11 and I was just kind of playing for fun. And then, um, I think I went to play like a tournament. Cause I I do remember from a young age that I didn't really like practicing, to be honest. Mm. I liked, you know, competing and I wanted to like go and win stuff. And so my, my parents would put me in tournaments and then at a tournament, um, there was a coach there that was like, "Hey, like, who's your daughter's coach?" And my my dad was like, "Coach, like, she doesn't have a coach. She's <laughs> just doing this for fun." Yeah. And so that's how I got introduced to my first coach, and uh, I worked for with him to from basically from ten till full time till like I was seventeen, and I'm still in touch with him as well. So
0: I've read about what life is like for tennis prodigies, and it's hard work right i mean once you're identified as someone who could be a great suddenly it's feels like it's all tennis all day
1: yeah tennis is a really intense sport Mm. and it it normally gets really intense from a really young age i think i was lucky in the sense that um, my parents really wanted me to have a good balance they never really wanted me to be you know eat sleep breathe tennis all the time because they just saw so many kids i think get burnt out by doing that so when I was young, I played tennis, obviously, predominantly, but I did everything, you know, I skied, I did gymnastics, I played soccer, I played volleyball. So I, I never really, um, you know, was sick of tennis, because I did it so much. I really didn't do it as much as everyone else was. Like I played probably four times a week for five times a week, which I mean, that seems like a lot when you're a kid. But for tennis, it's really not that, that often, like people are playing twice six days a week, like twice a day. So I was lucky in the sense of having, you know, my parents who, who were really, you know, they wanted that balance and then they were really into education as well. So that's obviously why I went to university instead of going pro, like right out of high school. So I'm grateful.
0: You played a bit of tennis at university of Alabama.
1: (laughs) Just a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was um, when people always would say like, Oh, what's your major? Like, besides tennis (laughs) I was was actually studying as
0: well yeah and then tell me I'm sure all tennis players do a bit of singles and a bit of doubles but was there a point where you thought hey this um maybe I'm getting ahead of myself but was there a point where you thought hey doubles might be my thing
1: um yeah I think I think always you know growing up I think from a really young age I think I started taking tennis really I guess seriously probably when I was 16 so quite late but um it was always more natural to me to play doubles. I always enjoyed celebrating with another person, mm. you know, when you're young, you're playing with friends. Um, I always liked just, that was the biggest part is just not being alone. And it was, it's kind of funny cause it's such an individual sport. And so I was always like, you know, alone, but I always also was playing those team sports. So I kind of had a bit of the both. Um, but yeah, I think it was just natural to me, way more natural to me. I was, I was a good singles player, you know, um, in juniors and I, I played pro, you know, after college for a while, I was good in college, but I think it just, yeah, it just, it always from a really young age was something that I thought that I was a lot better at and something that I really enjoyed, which in turn gave me more results.
0: Yeah. you got the best of both worlds, really. You've you found this individual sport that you love, but in, in a way it's a team sport for you too. Um, well yeah. And a lot
1: of people don't know that much about, you know, doubles and yeah. how, how different it is to singles, yeah. which I really like
0: um yeah more of a more of a reaction game um quick quick reactions and and um, speedy play
1: totally yeah yeah um it's definitely less physical than singles i would say as a whole like a lot less cardio and you're not having to go as long Mm. um and obviously you're covering less of the court but It definitely is way speedier, as you said, like, you have to work on your quick feet, your quick hands, the points are shorter, so you have to be like more aggressive earlier in the point. Um, But yeah, it's definitely like a lot different. And obviously, the, the aspect of working with another person is, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> you have to yeah. you kind of have to figure it out all the time and like try to get the best out of them while also like simultaneously bringing the best out of you. So that's something I really enjoy about it.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about Gabby Debrowski who you've ended up um, teaming up with in a moment. Can I ask, were there low moments for you in tennis? Were there moments where you're like, you know what? I'm not enjoying it as much as I used to, and I'm not sure it's all worth it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, the crazy thing about tennis is the highs and the lows and how, you know, intense they really are. I had a point in, um, I played pro for two years in 2019 and, you know, in August of 2019, I, I fully like quit. I, I was like, I'm done with tennis. You know, I, I, I don't really ever I had no desire to play ever again. I was like, I'm going to completely step off the court and take a break. I um, moved with my sister, she was living at like our family cottage, and I got a job as a receptionist at a tanning salon. (laughs) So at that point, I really was not thinking about tennis at all. And then you know, eventually I was like, okay, well, I don't think I, you know, gave my all and gave everything I had. Yeah. To sport. And, and to give know, people like-
0: an idea, like at, at that point, I think you were uh, number 862 in the world in singles, uh, 149 in doubles. I mean, they are both mm-hmm. still impressive. I don't think anyone listening is probably in the top thousand at their own profession <laughs> in the world. Um, but tricky to make a living on it, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's such a grind. Um, yeah, when you're at those rankings, you know, you're not you're not kind of seeing – you're not really seeing, like, the success that you want from all the hard years of, like, work yeah. that you put in. And, um, yeah, I just wasn't really happy. But I'm obviously, like, you know, glad that I did miss tennis and come back to it. Yeah. Uh... <laughs>
0: you, maybe the secret is you gave yourself an opportunity to miss it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I always say that. I'm like, well, I don't think any all this stuff would have happened if I didn't take that time off. That yeah. was like such a hard time in my life for me.
0: Thank God for the tanning ch- salon, eh?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the headline of this, uh, this
0: episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to Erin um a New Zealand tennis player who won the US Open this year. She's talking to me about that and the, and the path to get there. How did you team up with Gabriella Dabrowski as your doubles partner?
1: Yeah, I think, um, well, it's kind of a timing thing. Like I'd broken up or my other partner and I had broken up this year, um, right around, around Wimbledon and her other partner and her had broken up around French open. Mm. So she was kind of like bopping around with different partners and I was looking for a new partner and I just had texted her, you know, I've known her for years with the, um, Canadian connection. I've always like looked up to her. She's, you know, she's a very decorated, uh, athlete and she's been you know flying the Canadian flag for women's doubles for years. Um been top 10, top twenty for I don't even know how long, a long time. But um she was always kind of like a dream partner for me and mm. I thought that we could work well together. But it's always, you know, about also about personalities and that kind of meshing up. But yeah, I texted her and I I said if you know if you ever want to play like I think we'd be a great team. Uh. And we had a a chat and in the chat like the you know our goals lined up, our values lined up and stuff like that. And so we thought we'd give it a go.
0: What makes a great team?
1: <laughs> I think, I think it depends. I think, it yeah, it depends on the person you ask, but I think it's an accumulation of everything. I think, you know, like I said before, it's bringing the best out of that person while also bringing the best out of you, which is a really hard dynamic because a lot of the times bringing the best out of, for me, you know, is like a certain emotion I need to feel. And maybe that's not the emotion that she needs to feel like the partner I'm playing with. Um, and as far as like tennis games, you know, styles, there's so many different styles. Um, and I think our styles match up well. Um, we both like to be at the net. We're like a really aggressive, people have called us like old school doubles, which I think is like, <laughs> such. A, it's such a, massive compliment yeah. because people when they used to play doubles like we're coming to the net all the time and volleying serve and volleying which i think is awesome and i i love to see people play like that so um i think it's accumulation of a lot of things but we're lucky that it you know clicked pretty quickly for us
0: yeah how many tournaments had you played together going into that us open
1: that was our fourth tournament together gosh <laughs> i know and did you and did
0: you, did you delve I mean obviously you gelled quickly given the result but um, you know what was that sort of journey like to that tournament did you feel did you both feel like you'd made the right choice in partner was there any anything you were trying to overcome
1: Totally yeah I think we you know the the crazy thing about us is we we kind of went through a lot together um Quickly, you know, being at US Open with as the fourth tournament in, a lot of the times, you know, you're starting a partnership and you have a lot more weeks together before having such a being on such a big stage. And we had played the big tournaments like three leading up, and it had gone fine. It hadn't gone great. There was definitely, you know, we're still we were still learning about each other. And even now it's like three months in, and we still learn so much about each other every single time we step on the court. And so I think in those first few matches together, um we were just learning and we would the thing about us is we we would have those like tough conversations i've said one of the best things i think we do as a team is communicate we're not afraid to communicate no matter what it is that we're talking about like we kind of have that open line that open that safe space for each other Mm. to kind of feel however we want to feel and just to validate each other, you know, cause if we're on the court and we're like so nervous or whatever it is, and we're like, Oh, like today I, you know, can't hold my racket. We always like voice those, those feelings to each other. And then the other person kind of validate it and help the other person work through it, which I think it's not something that I've ever had with any other partner before. And so I'm really grateful that we can do that together. Well,
0: that's so cool. And that's, I mean, you're not even talking about the physical stuff there, right? You're talking about personality stuff this term I've yeah. come across recently called psychological safety, where you do feel safe mm-hmm. to to talk about how, how you're feeling and, and talk about when you need changes or when you need something different for a partner. That's so interesting. And you, yeah. you entered that tournament, the US Open, as 16th seed, which will give people an idea of how likely people thought you were to win it.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely not very likely. I think that week that I was, that we were playing, I think I was, my ranking had dropped. I honestly, until September, I'd I'd had a really, really rough year and my ranking had dropped. I think I want to say to 58 or 60 or something like that, you know, and I knew that we were building something together, but I I didn't know, like I just wasn't in like a super confident place. Um, So yeah, to, to be able to do that, I think, even to think about it now i think it's quite it's crazy (laughs) it still hasn't sunk in it's been like a couple months
0: (laughs) yeah so tell me about the tournament
1: yeah it was wild you know we had um we lost our in our first round we lost the first set and it was a i don't i mean i want to say it's a bit it was a bit of a disaster of a first set of a first round slam and i like i said i had a tough year so i hadn't won a match at a grand slam this year yet and so then we won- we lost the first set, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like it's going to be like four for four! Like I'm not winning a match at a Grand Slam." But you know, um, I think we just worked together and got through that first match, and then we kind of just got on a roll. Um, we played so many like really tough teams. We had one big one was in the quarterfinals. We played against Taylor Townsend, an American, super popular American, and then. Layla Fernandez, another Canadian who's really, really popular in New York because yeah. of her run a couple of years ago. Right. Um, and so, and we played on Louis Armstrong, which is, I want to say it's the second biggest court. And I'm telling you, every single person in that stadium wanted us to
0: win.
1: <laughs> oh, every gross. single person oh, man. was like screaming against us. And it was like, it really felt like the whole world was against us, and it was absolutely wild. Yeah, and you did um, lose that
0: first set too. So you, you, so you're probably thinking, "Oh, I can see how this script plays out."
1: Yeah, we lost the first set. I think we we're down a set and a break pretty quickly. And uh, yeah, we just—I don't know—we just fought. That that match was one of the craziest matches I've ever been a part Gosh. of. And then in the ten-pointer in the third set, we were down seven-two, and it's only to ten. Um, <laughs> so that was. <laughs> another like oh we're just down and out you know and I don't really know I don't know how we even won but afterwards we were just so excited to be able to get like another chance to play like that was in the quarters and we were like okay we're now we're in semis we get to play again and
0: yeah just just for tennis nerds by the way I'll, I'll just um give them the full details yeah. there so you went from seven two down in the um the tie break right uh to yeah. to win at ten eight that's almost like a San Francisco America's Cup style comeback that's incredible. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's exactly that's a great that's a great way to put. It. Um yeah, so that was absolutely wild. And I think, you know, that to get through something like that on a tennis court it was very it was honestly traumatic. Like to be <laughs> to be like just, you know, heckled the whole time Gosh. and to still come out and be able to get through it together. Yeah. I think that, you know, showed us that kinda we can do anything, to be honest.
0: Wicked. Okay. And so maybe you're the crowd favourites going into the semifinals.
1: <laughs> we were hoping we tried to like win the crowd to get back on our side you know I was like damn like they can't cheer against us that whole time we need it. but um I think the semis was like pretty even we were playing against uh Chinese and yeah I think a Chinese pair and yeah. then in the finals I think we had most of the crowd on our side so it turned for us in the finals which was nice
0: <laughs> yeah um and, and actually by comparison with that quarter I mean, the semi and the, and the final, you wanted two sets. So that's, um, that's a sign that you had it under control. I mean, do you remember going into that final and thinking I've actually got this within my grasp, the idea of a, a grand slam title?
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. I never let myself, I try, I like tricked my brain into never thinking that we were actually going to win. Really? Yeah. 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 I think that's, you know, we were just talking about the process, and I remember saying to Gabby during the match, you know, I said to her in, like, the first set or something, I was like, hey, like, we're gonna be in lots more Grand Slam finals together, so, like, let's not... This isn't, like, a do-or-die situation. Like, let's just focus on the process and just do us. And um, I never once thought about actually winning until it was match point. And then... Then I was freaking out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like this is so, it, right? So so you can yeah. talk about process all you want, but match point's match point, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, to get to the to have the process get us to that point and obviously get us the win, I mean, it was uh pretty epic. And I think it was like written all over my face. <laughs> Everyone saw my reaction and they were like, Wow, you really wear your heart on your sleeve? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Gosh, so and and also I imagine if, if you've done your best to block out the significance of the match you're playing and and block out what it might mean to you if you do win then suddenly if you win that point I, I guess it hits you like a like a tsunami
1: yeah that is that's true actually I think you know if people are thinking like if they wake up and they're like thinking oh I could win a grand slam today it's kind of like they're they visualize that that's happened but I'm doing the opposite I'm like tricking my brain to be like hey you're just playing like a second round match like you know and gabby said the same thing actually she was like yeah i tricked my brain as well to make me think that i was playing like second round on arthur ash <laughs> this happened like it's rain we're under the roof and i was like that's so funny because i couldn't really do that because it was my first time ever playing on arthur ash she'd yeah. played there before but it was kind of funny that we both dealt with it in like a similar way yeah.
0: that that thought process um you, you know, I'm not going to think about the big picture here. I'm going to focus on the process. Is that something you've been trained or do you think that's innate?
1: No, I think it's um definitely not innate. I'm a very, I think, you know, ever since I was little, I'm very, um, Outcome oriented, mm. which I mean, a, a blessing and a curse again, because, you know, like I said, I, I'm not really one to enjoy practicing that much. That's like the work part of it for me. The part that I really, really enjoy is like that competition and like it really coming down to those stressful situations and then like pushing through to be like to get the victory at the end, which, you know, ultimately that's your focus on the outcome. I'm not focused on the process. And that's kind of how I've been dealing with tennis and playing tennis since I was a little girl um I think the focusing on the process is something that I've been working on the last two to three years specifically and um definitely doesn't come naturally to me but yeah. it's definitely made massive difference in my career because it really is so important
0: do you, do you do drills with that the same way as you might do drills with serving or backhand or forehand
1: yeah, absolutely. There's, like, mental work that goes into it. You know, you, you're visualizing certain moments in your career before they're happening or, like, night before big matches. I would visualize I'm, like, taking notes and, you know, reading. I mean, nonstop reading. Reading? <laughs> it's a lot of hard work that people, like, don't really see. <laughs>
0: oh, tell me about that. Why is a tennis player reading before a big match? <laughs>
1: Oh no, not reading like before. I mean, just like reading about like mental work. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've started, I started working with a coach in DC, um, like probably for two years now. And so he's big on, you know, the process. And so that's a lot of stuff that he's been working on with me. And, uh,
0: that's pretty yeah, cool. definitely
1: not all physical. Tennis is such a tennis is a crazy mental sport as yeah. well. I think all sports are. A lot of people, you know, fans, they don't really see or they don't really know like how much mental work goes into all this stuff, but it's a massive amount for sure.
0: And do you think if you took the top couple of hundred tennis players in the world, with the odd exception, that it's the mental game that separates them?
1: You one hundred percent. Yeah, really? I think, yeah, especially, I think you know. I always, I think that I see, you know, the top 300 players in the world and you can't really see the difference between like someone top 300 and someone top like 100 or 50 yeah. or 20. It really it comes down to those big moments and uh-huh. matches and like how they handle it. And with doubles, it's even more important, I think, because we're, you know, at, at us open, we're playing two out of three sets, but that's only at grand slams. Every other um, tournament of the year, we're playing those no ad, Games and then the 10 point tiebreakers for a third set. So it really is, it comes down to those big moments. Like 95% of the time, it's like a huge moment and how each team handles it.
0: Can you tell me about the next few hours, the next day or two after winning?
1: Yeah. Um, at first, I was just, you know, It was such a joyous moment i was so happy um i had a lot of my family had traveled in a lot of friends um, you know coaches were there our teams and so we celebrated like on the there's like a grass area so we had champagne and took lots of photos and did all that fun stuff Um, we did our press and then that night we all went to um just a nice dinner and had some drinks and obviously everyone probably wanted to party but we were too tired we were like (laughs) we were like that was just two weeks of like the most mentally draining (laughs) thing I've ever gone through so we literally went for um cookies and then went straight to bed
0: oh that's so sweet
1: (laughs) yeah yeah we were both like just so exhausted I've never I've never been so tired ever in my life. I don't think so. And that's, that's, but it was uh, really nice to uh, celebrate with everybody. Like all the people we love. It was perfect.
0: Yeah. And that's physically tired, but emotionally tired too.
1: Totally. Yeah. Both.
0: <laughs> hey, what's next for you?
1: Um, right now I'm on like the off season part of my, like the resting part of my off season. So I don't have another tournament until, um, you know, first week of January. So, Um, Right now, I'm just, you know, spending time with family and friends. Um, I'm gonna go take a little vacation and not be on a tennis court for a Mm. little bit. Um, And then, yeah, get back to training. You know, I'll I'll, uh, make a plan for training with my coaches and with Gabby um and then probably in the next week or so and figure out like logistically how that's going to look if it's going to be together or separately and look at our schedule for the next year we haven't really done any of that yet so
0: you coming back to new zealand
1: i will definitely be back yeah i'm coming probably middle december i always come back my my one of my coaches neil carter is in auckland so i always come back for christmas and to spend it with him and to train there and yeah
0: for sure. You play the ASB Classic in January.
1: I don't know yet. I I have to talk to Gabby. That's the only thing about doubles is I have to like make a schedule based oh, on gosh. another person. Okay.
0: Oh, we so. I, I'm
1: hoping to be back. Yeah, yeah. we so
0: hope you do. Um, yeah. So it'd be so neat for us to be able to cheer you on courtside and make up for that devastating quarterfinal in New York, where everyone wanted you to lose. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good for you to experience the home crowd, Aaron.
1: Yeah, that would be epic. I would love to be there.
0: Awesome. Thanks for your time today. Congratulations on that huge achievement. And we can't wait to see what you do next.
1: Thanks so much.